Scotland. Hello? Can you, can you hear that? You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 22. Uh, I'm John, and tonight I'm concomitant by John. <laughs> Hiya John, how you doing? Oh, I'm brilliant, just Andy. Yeah, hi, definitely. I'm glad to be concomitant with you this evening. What was that? I'm glad that... I'm, I'm com- yeah. Concomitant. <laughs> So I um, <laughs> probably lost d- half the listeners to a Rangers fan right now. <laughs> I think even they were abused by it. Yeah. Um, we may as well start with the word. Don't we'll, we'll come on to our stuff later. Had you heard of that word before word? it had been used in that statement? I'd never heard of it um, in my life. I think when most people probably heard it, they probably thought of a, a rip-off version of the commandments or something like that but um, I'd never heard the word in my, my life and like everyone else had to google it so but to be fair they've given us some education oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's always yeah, good that, mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, I mean as soon as you could, I think the word was used you had all the like still game or tune the fat memes like Ooh, and all that type of thing <laughs> as fancy words getting used I think that was the one to be, to be fair but uh, <laughs> I think the last time I heard a word um, being brought out out of the blue that people all of a sudden googled and decided to know the meaning of was um, when David Beckham brought his metatarsal because before that it was just a oh it's a broken foot aye um, so it's had a similar fit probably not as global as Beckham's injury mind you but um, it was still a, um, a internet phenomenon so to speak oh well yeah, I mean it was I mean concomitant it was trending pretty much within an hour of the, the statement so that's pretty impressive. If something's trending on Twitter, that's usually pretty decent. So, maybe just in the west of Scotland, mind you, or Scotland, but still, uh, it was good. Um, so, yeah, charity bet. Um, I, I should have um, tweeted their own bet, and then we'd have been alright <laughs> this week. Um, so, yeah, we went for Lawrence Shankland. Good, uh, it was a good option, because um, he has one of the the top scorers in all divisions. Um, however, it was uh, Craig Moore who once again scored first after he won his money the previous week. So we were close. I still think I still think probably if we keep where our players, we're probably on a good chance. Um, the way they're playing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was another good win for them, but um, it's always a toss of coin between those two, but. Wait and see what we've got up for this week, because I noticed that our good guys, McBookie, published the list of um, the top scorers in Scotland, so have a wee nosy later. Yes, they did. Um, so, the cha- the actual other bet, we went for a double. Now, Montrose, we had them, and we had Motherwell, but what was it, Saturday, about 2 o'clock, maybe earlier, but we were starting to regret the bet when we found out Louis Moult wasn't playing for Motherwell. Yeah, it was the first thing I heard they had a hamstring injury, then we can't have doubts. Um, but they weren't just missing him, they were missing a couple of others as well. Um, Hartley and somebody else, can't quite... Oh, Carson um, was missing as well. So, aye, didn't work out. Uh, Montrose, on the other hand, day one, um, and went top of the league. In League 2. Yeah. Yeah, my tip for um, bottom of the league isn't exactly coming out. <laughs> I tipped them to finish bottom and now they're top, so strolls reversed. Oh, who did that? I, I can't remember who I tipped to finish bottom. I'd need to look at the blog again, but maybe Cowden Beef or Berwick or something I think you might have for. I think maybe Berwick, possibly. But uh, yeah, League 2, pff, yeah, I mean, it's still really, really tight. Montrose um, won, so yeah, they went top. Mind you, Peterhead and Clyde was postponed, so... Peterhead if they, were, if they win that game in hand would be top and goal difference Elgin um, drew Edinburgh City uh, Aaron Athletic had a good result 3-1 away to Stenhouse Bureau so they leapfrogged, de- leapfrogged them um, and then yes Stormy Arby and Cullen Beath was postponed so 
tight as ever. League two seems to always be quite tight. Yeah, um, I think what was there three teams and fourteen points at the top. Ah, yes, it's don't much of a gap at all. I mean, just hard to pick a winner. Mm-hmm. But that, like, uh, on the other hand, League one though, you, you just feel air and Wraith are kind of pulling away. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, there's, there's quite a few teams in contention for other kind of player spots. I know it's not even halfway through the season, but it would take, I think, a, a drastic change for Aaron Wraith not to be the top two, I think. Yeah, I think that's looking the case. Um, but, um, it's, and down at the bottom, it's right now, for fun, Queen's Park just separated the point, and then there's a four point gap to Albion Rovers have two games in hand. Yeah. So it's looking like those two, it's going to be which wins in the playoff and which wins bottom. But who knows what might happen in the next five months or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, championship, Dundee United stay top, St. Man is still second, but Queen of South jumped up to third with a, a good win at Dunfermline. Dolby got a hat trick. Yeah, um, my mate Paul would have been delighted with that because he's a he's a Queen's fan. Going away to Dunfermline, when 5 2 is a terrific result. Dunfermline are a bit of free fall. Mind you, they've went down into fifth. But then Aye. they're still on a couple of points outside Livingston, but Livingston have two games in hand. Yeah. After another postponement. Aye, I mean, again, between third and six is pretty, t- pretty tight with Queen and South, Livingston, Dunfermline, and Morton. Um, below that, Dunbarton Bar- have had an alright recent bit of form. Um, and still Falkirk, I know they're, they, well, didn't help their game was postponed again, postponed, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they play that tomorrow. Well, that should be the winners, all right. Yeah, exactly. I think their goal difference sums up the temperatures out there just now, minus 16. <laughs> aye, well, <laughs> possibly an Inverness, aye, but I can, I can imagine it could be something like that. Uh, <laughs> aye, no, no a good trip to be going at this time of year. Yeah. Uh, so I we touched on last week. Well, we didn't touch on. We, we spoke about it because we recorded on Tuesday. Um, Celtic in the European efforts. So we went to Europa League, and they've drawn Zenit St Petersburg, um, who my colleague at work uh, advised me that finished with the best record in the the group stages of Europa League. I don't know. Did they win all their games? Well, I, I, I don't know either. I should have probably researched it. It was like just there I was thinking of it. He, but he'd said aye. Because uh, I said, ah, it's probably an alright draw. He was like, oh no, they, they had one of the best re- or they had the best record. So um, he was quite disappointed that it wasn't somewhere closer to home because he fancied in a way day. Because um, I said, oh, you could have got like Atletico Madrid or Napoli. And he goes, aye, but at least you could have got there a bit easier. So... Yeah, and in the middle of February as well, it's not exactly the ideal time to be going to Russia. No. Um, so yes, yeah, uh, Mancini in charge there. It's it's a tough, tough, tough draw. They were always going to get a tough one anyway. Um, the only positive is that they didn't get someone like Atletico Madrid or AC Milan or Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so instead of getting an A, they get a Z. Yes, a good one like that. Um, I know, I know the thing I do know about Zenit just now is they have invested a fair bit of cash obviously you mentioned Mancini as manager they signed a few Argentinians in the summer um, for a wee bit of money so Mamana centre back from Leon. they got I think it was Paredes from Roma uh, they've got Vigori so a few Argentinians there's quite an Argentinian influence in that team so aye tough there's a lot of money in the Russian league Um I'm actually quite surprised they haven't done as much in Europe. I mean, I mean, the Senate won the, the old UEFA Cup 10 years ago, uh, or nearly 10 years ago against Rangers, but since then there hasn't been any other Russian teams that have won anything, which I'm a little bit surprised at, but then that shows the domination of what England, Spain, Italy, uh, well, not so much Italy these days, Germany. Um, Aye. Well, the Europa League's not been helped by the fact what Seville won it, was it three years in a row, four years in a row? I think it was three. Three? I mean, they just I were dominating it um, mm-hmm. but you never know a, a lot of the kind of bigger teams maybe don't take the, the Euroleague as seriously uh, Mourinho mm-hmm. I think only did it last year because it was his own chance when a, a major trophy anyway, wasn't it? But well it was a route to the Champions League it. yeah well there was that as well so that's given a wee bit more uh, to it but even like I mean at times Arsenal have not played a, 
a first 11 managed to get through quite comfortably um, but I yeah we surprise one another yeah. see what happens I don't see Celtic winning obviously no. I mean I, you know I'd like to see them go go far I know you and I have different opinions on that but um but I just can't see it. And, I mean, they need to strengthen just to give themselves a chance, especially at the back, but I'm sure that's something that will be covered in future podcasts in the build-up to the game. It might even be covered later tonight when we talk about Celtic and the game against Hibs. Um, so. But, yeah, so last Tuesday, uh, along with us talking about the European campaign for Celtic, we were talking about what we considered to be probably a done deal that McInnes was going to Rangers the fact that Rangers had released a statement that they were after him or more so Aberdeen had released a statement saying no it's not happening but just and all that type of thing well Wednesday night I think I was glued to or actually Wednesday night I was off work so I was glued to Sky Sports most of the day watching Sky Sports news waiting for something you had media were at Pataudry they were still convinced it was happening uh, Chris Boyd, um, you know, I mean, he drew an article saying it was definitely happening. It was a case of when, not if. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's eating a fair bit of humble pie now. Well, I say that he should be eating a fair bit of humble pie, but he's no, because um, he was on Sports Sound mm-hmm. on. Um, it must be that night. Thursday, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. it was that night. Um, and it was was oh, I bet. But did Rangers even get a chance to speak to him? I mean, and all that type of thing. You're like, it doesn't matter. He's decided to stay. Leave it. He just couldn't yes. admit he'd been wrong. Um, and I love Michael Stewart just getting torn right into him. I like Michael Stewart anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's. I actually think he's probably the best pundit. I would say so. Scotland. He's. He's not one of those that's biased towards any of the old teams that he played for. Um, he's well, actually, he certainly actually maybe even gets sometimes stuck into them more than others. Um, he was one of the few as well that said McInnes would not go, or it wasn't a necessarily a given. Um, I think the rest of the media had pretty much had it down as he was going, um, even before um, Rangers made their approach. So, yeah, he he was very consistent. The, the line I liked best was that Chris Boyd says ninety nine point. Nine percent um, said he was going, but you were just the you were just the um, the one percent behind the Michael Stewart said that would be point one percent. Yes, don't think Chris Boy was too happy at all. Um, but Boyd wasn't the only one. He was just less gracious about it when it actually happened. Um, except at least you and Cameron said, "Well, I got it wrong," and other people said, "Yeah, fair play to McInnes." But yeah. um, another one can... was Chris McLaughlin. Chris McLaughlin couldn't acknowledge the fact that he was wrong as well. Um, yeah. He was still like, no, everything that I said was true. He was like, well, no, you, you as well did say that you were going to get that job. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he was, he was just gutted that he couldn't get his ticket back into Ibrox. Yeah. Um, after these six weeks of shit stirring, um, and that's what it was from the media. I know that a lot of media tonight they'll say, um, but we're our duties to report the facts. Well, your duty is actually to be biased and try and get the other side because. There wasn't one interview with a former Aberdeen player conducted by the BBC, apart from Willie Miller later that week. Um, but yeah, yeah, and that's only because Willie Miller uh, works, like, works at time for yeah, works a fair bit for the BBC. But aye, it wasn't until after the event that there was even some, and even even then, it was mm-hmm. Neil Cooper who had played for both Aberdeen and Rangers. Um, yeah. They couldn't have anyone that was just on the Aberdeen side. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was I'm shocking, glad he stayed. I know there was mixed um, before. Well, I think when people thought he was away, or maybe it was that like fans were divided and all that in terms of should he stay, should he, or whatever. I think the the fans that turned out on Friday, the game of Denston D certainly showed they were were happy that he was staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they much delighted to be staying as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they they really enjoyed that win on Friday, both McInnes and Doherty. Oh, they definitely did. And no, the way McInnes was speaking beforehand, I mean, just going back to the reaction as well, was that, you know, the first I, I came home from work thinking, I was checking my phone most of the day thinking, about when's going? Because, you know, you're at the point where you just wanted an end to it, one way or another. Um, you know, it wasn't looking good that he hadn't taken training on the Wednesday he, and he hadn't taken training on the Thursday. And Paul Sheeran had done the media conference and he just thought, 
it's just it's just going to happen soon. But um, so when I get the text for you, that you were the first one that let me know what had happened, and I was yeah. stunned. Um, but and I had to actually check Twitter, check Aberdeen website, and when I saw it on the Aberdeen website, I was like, wow. Uh, honestly, I couldn't believe it. But fair play to to Stuart Milne, first of all for being honest and giving McInnes that time. Yep, you yep. know to make a decision because they acknowledged that this was not just any club in terms for Derek McInnes. I mean, to you and I. It's the case. Why would you want to leave him for the better rivals? But yeah. McInnes is a Rangers fan. Um, you know, it's been it's out there in the open. Um, it was a massive decision to him, um, and it was it was only right that Mel gave him that time. But at least McInnes had a look and said, "No, I'm happy where I'm. Where I am." And I've always said that McInnes is happy at Aberdeen, and yeah. that it was never going to be an easy decision. And he's obviously realised that. I think what it comes down to is. I mean, I know there's going to be lots of media out there, but I think it all comes down to how much Aberdeen wanted him. And he's acknowledged that he didn't want to waste any of the good relationships he's built up. Definitely, I mean, he spoke about that. I mean, the the, the relationship between Milne and McInnes, I think we all knew was really close, but but after this, you kind of realise how important it is to Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, if that relationship, was to, that relationship doesn't look anywhere close to kind of breaking down, I think as well... Other clubs being interested in McInnes helps him in terms of when he's going to the board and saying, I want this, I want that, or whatever he wants, then it puts him in a strong position because he, he's, he's, he's sought after. I mean, that's two clubs where I think both times he expected he's probably going to go. I mean, yeah. when Sunderland come in from you thought, usually if an English club comes in for a manager that's up here, they usually go. There's, there's the odd exception. Um, you, mm-hmm. uh, Again, with this one, you think even more so because, yeah, the connections with Rangers and everything like that. But, sensible enough that he knows. I mean, is he gonna, would he have got that type of relationship? But maybe not there. So, uh, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to take into account. He's obviously thought about it and decided, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy with it, I am. Uh, still obviously thinks he can improve us because he, he wouldn't be at the club if he didn't think he can still win things and improve us. I, mean, I spoke to Rangers fans that I know and they were saying, well, why is he staying? What can he, what can he realistically do with you? Well, win the Scottish able. Cups, win. Yeah, um, exactly. Get to the Europa League group stages, which I know is going to be bloody difficult, is another. But yep. he's been harping on about that for years and he's determined to do it. He also believes that we can do it. Um, so there is still a lot for him to achieve at Aberdeen and there's obviously the stadium. I mean, yeah, which he wants to see through and he, he's been quite vocal about that in the past. Yeah, and... Another thing is to try and close the gap on Celtic as much as possible. And Aberdeen have as much chance of doing that as as Rangers right now. Yeah. Um, I know that's hard to you know gauge when you look at the last two games in Aberdeen Rangers, but you know now that the focus is back on the team and everything's away from the distraction of Rangers, then the players don't have can't hide behind that excuse anymore. They can just focus. They know the manager's there. Um, you know. But they know that at some point he will go. Let's not kid ourselves, you know. And if another English team with that's less of a basket case at Sunderland than the Championship come in or higher, he'll be away. Yeah, I would have but, asked, so yeah. Yeah, but you know, for now he's certainly focused on his job. He's keen to live in this stadium, and we should give him we should give him the benefit. Of that. I know there's going to be some Aberdeen fans out there who are still um, indecisive about about why he's staying at Aberdeen. But do you know what? And he's got to win them over, and I think he acknowledges that as well. I think what we need to do is go on a good run. I mean, I mentioned it in my blog last week um, that it's now time to focus and get a winning team on the park. Friday yeah. was a good start. Definitely. And now we need a, a settled line-up again. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely, we've got a tough run coming up, but we, we are capable of going on runs. There's been a few times under McInnes where we've put together eight, nine wins, so we can do it. Mm-hmm. More than capable. You'd mentioned in the blog as well, it was maybe about this time of year that he decided on a kind of settled team. I think he's not maybe far off it. I think if everyone's fit, he, he maybe is not far off it. Um, kind of talking um, context of the game as well on Friday, I'd mentioned for the last games that I was surprised that we didn't stick with a corner in midfield. And it seemed to be in the second half we were a lot better when O'Connor was in midfield and allowing Shinny to have him more freedom, allowing McLean to have him more freedom, plus as well giving that defence a bit of protection as well. So that might have an influence on 
team selections over the next few weeks. Obviously, it's going to be difficult because they're going to games. But mm-hmm. we've not got that bigger squad. At the start of the season, I thought we had a bit of depth to the squad. A couple of injuries, a mm-hmm. couple of people been out. And especially the second game against Rangers just showed that we didn't have much depth on that bench. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I would agree with that. Because, of course, with Mackay um, Stephen then being injured, you're down to a couple of wingers. Um, and if one of them's not performing, then you're really struggling. Um, I th- the only thing I didn't like about the second half team was you're then playing Christie or McLean as a winger and you're taking something at them, but maybe yeah. that's something we just have to do. Um, I think, you know. yeah. The, the problem is that we've not got players that are as... We've not got a player as dynamic as Johnny Hayes. We've not got someone like McGinn that's as creative. Greg Stewart's starting to maybe show wee glimpses that he's getting better. We've said it before on the podcast this season. He needs to give one of them a run of games, a few games, yeah. and that'll help so much. Because I still think Greg Stewart, there's still a long way of the season left, could be a good signing. Mackay Stephen, uh, I don't know, I think he's, I do like him at times, but I think he's the kind of guy he gets tackled. But if someone sticks a hard tackle mm-hmm. in, and I think he kind of fills out the game. Um yeah, one of my mates is a Celtic fan calls him a coward and I can, whilst that might sound harsh, I can understand where he's coming from yeah. because, um, you know, if he does get bullied, he doesn't like it. Um, I think, I agree totally in Stuart, um, you know, I've been, every t- he, he never seems to get more than one or two games. You know, I remember a few weeks ago he scored against Hamilton and yeah. it looked as though he played well and then he was dropped the next game against Motherwell and he's like, you're not getting, wingers, it's difficult to get consistency of at the best of times but when you're Taking them in the team, putting them in the team, taking them out of the team on a constant basis, you're not going to get any consistency, and that's where um, you know McInnes needs to be more, you know, make it more decisive in who is his his best ones. But I think as well, a lot of Aberdeen fans have underestimated how much we miss not just Johnny Hayes, but now McGinn yeah, as well, and because they work their socks off to get back as well yeah. and help out Logan and Constantine. I think have been exposed because of the change in tactics. Yeah, I mean, you look sometimes though as well, even when McGinn, I mean, that, uh, I could never really understand the criticism that fans had him again in terms of, uh, I know some people sometimes thought he was lazy, but he, he was always, even if he wasn't maybe playing particularly well, I think he was always worth, he'd have maybe a percent goal he would create or something. You always felt, if, you, if he's in, McGinn and Hayes in your team, you, you can win any game, even against whether it was yeah. Celtic, you always thought, if one of them was out, you were like, mm, can we manage uh, in this? I mean, even you look back to when we won the League Cup, uh, Hayes mm-hmm. got injured, and then you were like, that game was a struggle, a real struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so. yeah, it certainly was. Um, but, I mean, there's still that rumour's not gone away about McGinn, um, but I think the two Edinburgh teams are after him, so it'll be interesting to see what what he decides, maybe the fact McInnes is staying might influence that. Um, going back to the game in Friday, um, a little bit of a, a scrappy goal, but a nice, um, but McKenna did well just to get it on target. Dundee yes. keeper should have done better, um, but I think he slips as he's diving. Um, but I thought Dundee played very well first half. Um, they had a couple of good chances, um, and I think that was the reason why McConnell was put in the middle of the park and Anderson Because a lot of people thought would have thought, oh, it's a defensive sub, but it was needed yeah. because. Dundee didn't really trouble that much second half. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, you need to win games differently. And I think after the recent run that we've had, sometimes you need to win maybe ugly. You can't always play attractive football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do, I definitely think O'Connor gives you that insurance. And it did. It did free up um, Shinny even more. So Shinny was pretty much getting forward anyway. But it gives McLean a wee bit more to do, to do further up the field, which is, is where he's more effective. Um, mm-hmm. Means as well that if teams are trying to be physical against us, then we can give it back as well. But possibly as well it helps Shinny because Shinny hasn't isn't the only one that's relying on getting kind of stuck in the midfield as well. Yeah. And, and it allows Shinny to get further forward as well. Because um, it, it doesn't... I think the problem with Shinny and McLean is you're, set, is you're two in the midfield. Both of them want to go go forward. Shinny with his energy and McLean with his creativity. Yes. Um, whereas having a corner there allows them both to play the natural game. And... I thought, well, Shinny for me was on a match. McLean got better in the second half. Um, 
yeah, it was a, it was a job well done and what we needed, um, especially ahead of a tough schedule, because obviously we've got St Johnson this week, Hibs at the weekend, then Celtic next week, so yes. that was a much needed three points, and um, hopefully we can start, that'll be the start of a decent run. Yeah, definitely. The thing, is, the thing as well about Shinny that we need to remember as well, it's not like he's been playing midfield for a long time, so he's still, I would say, learning that position, the yeah. more he plays it, obviously he has played it well now, but so, just having that extra man in there helps. I know. It just goes back to the old um, we wish he was cloned. Yes. We, oh, we miss him at left back as well. So I think Constein hasn't been as good this season. But no. Partly because, as we described the tactics, but he is getting on a bit um, as well. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens going yeah, forward if we get a left back in. Yeah. Uh, we should give credit as well. Joe Lewis, a few decent yeah. saves. Um, as well, which kind of helped us. And. I, I don't know what the whole thing at the end of the match was about with McCann and Doherty. I didn't see it, to be honest. I think as soon as the final whistle went, we were out of the pub and gone home. Um, no, I didn't see it, so I don't know anything about it. Uh, but yeah, three points. And that's a clean sheet as well. Always pleasing. Yeah. So, onwards and upwards. Yeah. And the, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose we should stay with... With Rangers um, for their game. As well, aye. We haven't really talked, I know we've mentioned briefly the statement, just as that wee joke at the start, but um, their statement, you know, once again, coming from Level 5 PR, lacked class, lacked ownership, and it just sums them up as a club. And I don't want to be too disrespectful to them, um, because they, I think the fans are better than that. And I think, and I think, I think to be fair, most of the fans looked at that statement um even even better ones looked at it and said, what the hell are you doing yeah. producing something like that? It was just, you know, the best way of describing it that I read over the weekend was of a 15-year-old um, boy plucking at the couch asking out a girl. She said no, and the boy said, well, I didn't fancy her anyway. Aye. That, aye, that was the perfect analogy. Yeah, um, and it just confirmed that McInnes made the right decision. Yes. Um, and Rangers have obviously decided that the moment Marty's there till the end of the year they've said at the moment well, so that, that then includes obviously the game against Celtic that I think it was one of them I think it was Michael Stewart maybe mentioned in the sports scene that that will effectively mean that Murty's been manager for a third in the league campaign no far off it yeah so if you get to that stage and the Rangers are still picking up points why is he not been I know they lost against Dundee and Hamlet. I still think that was a lot of it was down to the fact that Rangers pretty low in confidence Coutinho had gone different things maybe maybe Marty could do a job for him I, I think the problem is they still, they still think we need a bit this big name this big name but big name isn't going to come I think the problem um, at that point was it was getting a wee bit I think a lot of people were expecting McInnes to have been approached and appointed by the Hamilton game and it didn't happen I think Murray was even getting a point of what, what's going on um, but it's interesting now that I've noticed that our good guys McBicky have not reopened the Rangers managers um, betting so I wonder if they've thought well we've taken enough and nothing's happened to it and what's the point of reopening it? Or do they think that Murray is going to be there longer than just these next few games? I think he's going to be there at the end of the season at least. Yeah, I think he could be. Um, I don't see any other candidates right now because, you know, with the statement that they put out there, the way this was whole dragged out for the six weeks, where it was obvious to everyone that they wanted that McInnes was the number one, they took so long to go from. What manager's going to look at that and say, you... You had weeks and weeks to go for me, um, but you went for someone else. You took your time with that. How, sh- how am I going to feel wanted? Yeah, the thing as well, um, I mean, the Rangers fans that I know are all, whoever whoever comes in needs to stop 10 in a row. Now, it's a big ask when you look at what the situation is just now. Mm-hmm. That you, you just can't see it being plausible at all. No, I think I think I know it's a few seasons away that that potentially could happen, but yeah, I think I think Rangers fans need to be a bit realistic um, and just accept that they need to build themselves up before they get in the position to challenge Celtic. Um, you know, and I still stand by that 
we are probably in a better position to challenge Celtic. And although the gap's only five points with Celtic with a game in hand, let's be realistic, the gap is probably going to grow. Um, and just continue building your club up and then you can be in that position. Who knows what will happen in 12 months' time. Um, and see if they get to 10 in a row. Just deal with it. <laughs> I mean, the, um, thing is, the thing as well from our point of view is that we're getting fresh investment all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cormac obviously came in before the start of the season. Then there was the American guy, I can't quite remember his name just now. Panasonic yeah, Cormac. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you'd think could potentially attract other investment from America, mm-hmm. or maybe even the guy that's invested putting in more money. So. Tall ask for us to, to compete with Celtic because it's not just even if we get investment, you, it's the whole the revenue that Celtic um, can get each week when, mm-hmm. from home games, and then obviously as well the revenue they've made in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've made over twenty million or whatever it is these days um, just from being the Champions League. Yeah, and that's now they're still getting a bit more in Europa, so it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, but all Rangers can, all Marty can do just now for his job interviews, keep winning games, and that was a was a hard shift for them on Saturday looking at it, but they got the job done. And, um, I thought the defending by Ross County for the the first goal was was shocking, um, but what a relief for Morelos, a because of his miss and b because um, he'd went over nearly three months without scoring. Yes. So that was a relief for him. Um, the other thing, the game itself, Josh Windass making a mug of himself again. It's a great tackle from Jason Naismith and Windass climbing for a penalty. <laughs> no need for it. Yeah, should have been just getting on with the game. Um, but Naismith looked pretty good in the he first did. half of Ross County. Um, good cross leading for the first goal. Um, he's been... Highlighted a couple of times by us. He's um, certainly thrived under uh, Coil because mm-hmm. um, he's been given a, I think, a bigger license to get forward, yeah. which has certainly helped. But you kind of mentioned the defending for Ross County's opener, uh, the defending for the winner from Wilson by Ross County was not the best either. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about Ross County for the first goal, but the second goal, yeah, um, for Wilson's winner wasn't great. Um, but Wilson's in a Goals going streak all of a sudden, two goals in, Die. in two games. Um, yeah. He's benefiting from a running team as well, um, must say. Um, so who knows, he, if he keeps continuing his form, he might knock in the Scotland door again. Maybe, I don't know. But wait and see. Wait and see, but that's uh, Rangers as well, finally won three in a row. Yeah. Took about a year. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's incredible that it's taken him that long. Um, but no, that would have been a relief to him, but... Um, more importantly, from their point of view, it keeps them above us, albeit in goal difference. Right, Ross County, for all calls come in and try to change things, we're still sitting second bottom now. Yes. Um, but you would still think that they'll get a run together and come away from it, because I think Coyle will make signs in January too. Oh, yeah, I think they will, yeah, definitely. Um, if, we, if we talk about them being second bottom, we may as well move on to the team that's bottom of the table. Um just things just aren't happening at all for Partick this week just now. No, and yeah. um, I've written about them this week. Um, that's on the the website. Um, Is that just live tonight? Yeah, live tonight. Yeah, or Monday. Um, yeah. So and don't go putting money on Alan Archibald being the next uh, managerial casualty in the back of this, please, <laughs> because I don't think Partick Thistle board will sack him. But. He will need to start getting wins. I mean, the defending was atrocious. Um, I think the fourth goal in particular summed it up. You had two guys behind Brophy and none of them went near the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite staggering as well when you consider where they were at the end of last season. I mean, defensively, they were they would become really, really solid. I know they've lost Liam mm-hmm. Lindsay, um, but mm-hmm. Keown was part of that defence. And so was Devine. Yeah, Danny Devine, yeah. And Adam Barton was shielding them very well in front of front yeah. of them, but he's been dreadful this season for what yeah. I've seen. I mean I haven't seen part of this religiously. Um but I think the main the main three signings um that we might have provide a lot of goals for them 
I mean, Blair Spittle's been too hot and cold. Yeah. Story's only scored twice, and Connor Salmon um, hasn't hit the back of the net yet. Um, so, you know, that combination of not scoring goals and not keeping them out, it's a pretty bleak one. Aye. I think, though, I can't, I'm trying to remember where exactly they were at this time of the season last year. Bottom, I think, last year. They were bottom so, before Christmas. So, um, I mean, you never know. The, much as I, they are four points adrift in Ross County. They are actually only, I say only, they're only ten points adrift of Hearts. And in this league, you can, you pick up a few wins and it does shoot you up the table. Yeah, and again, at the other point, you lose maybe a few in a row and you, you shoot down the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, you never know, but I, at the moment you can't, you just, you can't really see where they're getting a win from or... Well, the next three, three of the next four um, are potential winnable. They're up against the Mother's side who've um, tailed off a little bit since um, they reached the cup final. Um, they've, and they've had a couple of injuries, which we've mentioned one. Um, they've got Dundee away on Saturday, and then they've got the Celtic rearranged game next midweek, but then they're at home at Hamilton. Now, those two Saturday games in particular, they've got to be looking at somewhere between four and six points. Especially given the fact that Dundee's one of the teams that are four points behind. They can hold those two teams right back in it if they get this right. And they are capable of getting the results. They just need to put it into practice now. I mean, as we said, this time last year, they were in this position and they got out of it and got into top six. Now, I don't think they're getting top six this year, but um, they're certainly capable of pulling themselves up and surviving. But they need to get their run started quickly. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if in January they'll go for a centre centre back because I think they need that extra. I don't think the uh, Barton playing at centre back is working for them. So another yeah. centre back to help out. Do you imagine they'll? I don't know. Will they try and get another striker? Maybe or I don't know. Or maybe another creative player or something like that. But they've got Eskin and Spittle. I mean, I think they just need. Lawless as well who's more consistent at least is Callum Booth still injured because I think they've missed him as well the left back yeah yeah he's a good he's decent for them usually yeah but on the flip side Kilmarnock um, first home victory of the season they were pretty ruthless um, five star performance eh? yeah Brophy three goals in two games it's a nice wee streak for him yeah I think um, at Hamilton he was regarded as being a decent prospect and I'm sure when he broke through yeah yeah, he was mentioned a lot. He didn't really. For him. Yeah, um, but now he's got a couple of goals, and him and Boyd potentially is a good partnership. Um, and well done, Chris Boyd, this week for um, focusing his actual job rather than just mouthing off all the time about other teams. Um, I think as well, um, credit to Steve Clark for managing to get Malumbu. Uh, it wasn't that long ago Malumbu was playing in the Premier League down south or West Brom. Yeah. And uh, being a regular starter um, struggled for games I think maybe last season whoever he was with he's come in um, adds a bit of discipline in midfield a bit of steel as well so that maybe kind of allows again brilliant sign for Kilmarnock yeah, definitely yeah, it's only to the end of the season um, it'd be what I would mind at Aberdeen I would have to say yeah, I mean, we've got to acknowledge that he's at Kilmarnock um, for the reason that he's been injury prone the last couple of years, otherwise Kilmarnock would never have got anywhere near him. But Steve Clark Clark's as well, his contracts, yeah. Yeah, he's used his contacts in his West Brom days and he's obviously eyed a bargain and said, right, come and help us for a few months and who knows where you'll be at the end of the season. Yep. Maybe Kilmarnock will get lucky and he likes it there and appreciates the goodwill gesture and stays or he gets him back to England or back to France, who knows. But for now... Very good sign for Kelly, and uh, they look as though they'll turn the right direction of pulling away from that relegation dogfight. Could, if they keep the run going, flirt with the top six. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, to get that first home win um, could be massive for them. So, Clark's talked about that since he came in to get maybe pick up, start picking up some wins at home. Because the way forward's been alright. Not been great, but it's been alright. So, if they can start picking up a few home wins then they should be alright. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the situation as well is with Koulibaly, whether they, could, they are able to try and get him back in January or not. Has he been released by his club? Well, 
I think he kind of thought that he maybe had been, but I think there's issues with him saying that he wasn't paid, and I think the club are trying to say that maybe he's breached his contract and different things. I know he's training with one of the junior teams, Halford, um, in Kilmarnock, just to kind of keep fit. Mm-hmm. But maybe if they could get him back as well, that would yeah. give them a big lift. Aye, definitely, because he was brilliant in the first half of last season. Probably one of the main reasons Kilmarnock kept their head above water. Um, yeah. So, who knows where that'll go. Or, um, well, hopefully Caleb Alley for his sake gets a, w- a permanent move away from that club that he's obviously not had a good time at. Yeah. Um, do you think Boyd should have given Brophy a chance to get his hat-trick? Yes. Um, but then I can understand Chris Boyd's probably wanting to um, get himself back in the goal trail because he hasn't had a good season at all. Um, he's getting the reputation of that Tarmac Manus was certainly a critic um, by saying he should be... F- he shouldn't really be a pundit whilst you're still playing. And yeah. he's been devoting far too much time to, you know, his media duties. Um, I think he needs to make a decision which one he wants. Because um, I don't think he's been focused properly for Kilmarnock. Um, Aye, definitely. Yeah, and he's spent half the time mouthing off about Aberdeen Celtic, so he needs to start doing it on the pitch when he plays these teams. Yeah. Because they are showing that he, that he can't still find the net yeah. five goals he's got in the league yeah something like that yeah um, but he's capable of much more even at his age but I think his um, playing days are nearing the conclusion and the media is going to be his permanent route yeah. but I just I just can't take him seriously that he's interviewing people for Sky in the week for the for Sky show and then try to put the, and then put the bits on come out I don't know how you can keep yourself fully focused on Kilmarnock's job but what do I know uh, so move on we touched on Motherwell earlier um, the charity bit I struggled against Hearts big thing for Hearts I think Lafferty being back in not yeah. just them scoring but it just gives you that focal point of attack well, that's something different yeah and he took his goal very well but I heard on the the radio that at one point he was um, covering all four basic, um, all four positions in defence um, in the same move he was out right back hunting the ball left back hunting the ball back at centre back hunting the ball um, his work rate's tremendous and, no, I don't know why Kilmarnock dropped him it's a, um, oh, come on, Hearts dropped him because he's a top goal scorer and, you know 10 goals is a decent return and uh, you know they should be building a team around Kyle Lafferty not dropping them but, yeah definitely um, but Hearts give them credit it wasn't a pretty game but Hearts won't be caring they needed that bit so they needed the clean sheet they looked as though they defended pretty well um, and yeah it'd be easy to say but Motherwell without really well I think you've got to give credit to Hearts for dealing with what Motherwell had to throw at them yeah it looked as well like at times as if they were trying to maybe mix up a wee bit more um, there was times maybe Suter was coming out the back coming from the back and then playing shorter passes as opposed to him just going long all the time as well so mm-hmm. that maybe helped out but yeah definitely the fact that Motherwell had a few key players missing as mm-hmm. well and it's not the first thing you mentioned earlier about the after the the League Cup defeat um, it's not the first time a team who's been in the League Cup final has then struggled thereafter because you imagine you probably go from like a real high the fact that you're in a Cup final and all that and then you're extremely low when you lose it mm-hmm. um, so well, we struggled for a couple of games last season after the League Cup final, um, yeah. and we had a, a bigger squad than Motherwell do. Um, at Motherwell, obviously, I mean, they did well at the start of the season with a settled team and, um, you know, a certain way of playing, but it was always going to be difficult once they ran into one or two injuries playing two or three games a week. It was always going to catch up with them at some point. Um, I think they've got a good enough squad to maintain their top six position for most of the season and maybe stay in the top six but it is going to be an interesting month without Louis Malt yeah I mean I think at the moment if I think most people would probably say they're from what people expect to be probably the start of the season they're punching a fair amount above their weight I think a lot of people had them down towards the foot of the table mm-hmm. I had them in the playoff position yeah so yeah I'm doing very well <laughs> so 
but I, th- I, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll bounce back. Not sure. How long's Mo out for? I think it's to the end of January. End of January. So he's he not, he not miss a similar spell last season as well. I can't remember, I John. I think he was out for a while, I think, as well, maybe. I've got he might have been. Might have been. Um, but you see what happens. Yeah. Um, and they've got that all away, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So, a tough one for them, um, despite what we spoke about Partick's possession. But um, with the injuries, etc., they've had it. It'll be a tougher game for them. But we'll wait and see. Uh, the other game from Saturday: Hamilton and St Johnston. I think the I think Tommy Wright didn't like the phrase "smashing grab," but that's what it was. You know, for what I saw in the highlights, it was all Hamilton. Um, that Rosano missed an absolute set probably the, the one of the misses of the season and Xander Clark made a few very good saves and then St yeah. Johnson got a breakaway and won the game but St Johnson won't be came they got yeah. three points type, type of win they needed as well just to get mm-hmm. to get a win yeah. it didn't really matter how they did it mm-hmm. Aye. but mm. Hamilton's still an impressive in defeat yeah they very, certainly were I mean Martin Cannon came out at the end of the game and said there's not a lot I can criticise the players for. Um, they gave us everything except a goal. It's just one of these games where I mean, we've been there before where your team's dominated the game and um, just can't do everything but scoring in the opposition with one chance to win the game. I mean, yeah, it's generally been against Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> as soon as you started saying that, I was like, aye, that's Hamilton. That's Hamilton yeah. in a nutshell, isn't it? Um, <laughs> exactly. But end of there, we, we made a run of... Um, Six games undefeated, which is a good run to have. So, Cannon get manager of the so he deserved the play, um, credit for that. Yeah, Templeton get player of the month? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's a, he's, we spoke about it a couple of times. Him being injury free is a big thing for them. You just yeah. fear he's another injury away from derailing their season and his own. Aye, they've got a tough job in Wednesday, they can go to Celtic. Yeah. So. Aye. Aye. May as well move on to Sunday. Celtic and Hibs. Yeah. <laughs> Looked a good game. That was working, so I've never seen it, but I've seen yeah. a fair bit of highlights from it. Yeah, I saw the highlights in the sports scene. Um, for what I saw, Celtic had several chances. Well, there's two great chances in the first half from Forrest and the second. Forrest, especially. Um, and the man in the form he was on I was quite surprised to see him miss that um, it was interesting reading Twitter um, that Scott Sinclair was no- noted as the missing, ma- missing man and then he goes and scores two goals yeah he's a missing man this season that scored 14 <coughs> goals yeah it's uh, crazy so make, make it that way you will I think and I think we can assume the fans that speaking to that they're getting a bit gre- no, it's like almost they've got this expectation they'll just win every game and even like just having a draw is like terrible, a disaster. I mean, it, no. I, it baffles me. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, I 14 goals. Since I was on, probably could add more as well in mm-hmm. the game on um, Sunday. Yeah, he had the last two opportunities where he should have, um, he could have had a hat check or probably should have squared it, but didn't. And there was that one in the last minute, of course. Yeah. Um, but. Celtic should have still been good enough to see the game out 2-0 and then it's just dreadful defending um, for the two goals I mean um, don't even know where to start with that although Stokes for the second one plays a clever little ball inside and Shaw does well to finish but the f- defending was very poor and we talk about their defending at Champions League level well that was their defending at Scottish Premiership level and it, sh- it shows that where they really need to improve if they want to take that next level in Europe. Yeah, which we've, like, we've spoken about to or blow in the face, uh-huh. haven't we? About yeah, I uh, uh, spoke about it last week. The, the other thing I think a lot of Celtic fans are kind of concerned about the fact that Griffiths isn't getting much game time. And Griffiths yeah. was left on the bench, didn't even feature at all. I know Edward obviously has got a hat trick last weekend, and then Timberley's kind of been in and out of the team. But it's, 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 it's crazy for Griffiths I mean he's a, such a good player I think he offers Celtic something really different as well when he plays mm-hmm. it's a weird one since the League Cup final has almost been ditched but, um, 
Look, completely when Edward is, you know, came in out of the blue against Motherwell and justifiably so we scored a hat trick but then you know you'd have expected when Dembele came off against Anderlecht that Griffiths would have came on he didn't and then again on Saturday and Sunday um, when Edward was coming off they, they just brought in Dembele and again Griffiths left kicking his heels yeah, um, I, mean, I think it, he's far too good just even just to put on the bench but for him not to even go off, off the bench uh, staggering exactly I mean look at the, the players that they've got there, that are on the bench um, just to say that all but they still nearly lost that unbeaten record um, you know if it, Craig Gordon come for a cross and made a complete hash it and if it wasn't for Lustig getting back on the line that was an unbeaten record gone and it was a game that we that we thought it possibly could have happened yeah. and it very nearly did Um but similarly, they nearly won the game at the other end. It was just just a crazy last 15 minutes. Um, I think, yeah. You but it deserve full credit. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. I think, again, John McGinn getting plaudits um, for his performance. Mm-hmm. In terms of maybe matching up with Scott Brown. Yeah, his price has just gone up again with that kind of performance. Um, Hibs will do well to hold on to him beyond the summer. I still think he'll... I've always thought, uh, from when he first spoke to us, that Murray will end up at Celtic at some point. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he would probably fit in well in there. Yeah, possibly, because I think Stuart Armstrong will be going as well. Anyway, so, uh, and Brown will be around for a couple of seasons and move on, so there's certainly a place for John McGinn in that midfield over the next couple of years. Um, Shaw looks a good prospect. So obviously, Scott Warden then could have had another, but took his goal very well. Yeah, he did look very composed. That's the second goal he scored against Celtic, and Maybe Lennon will use him a bit more. Because um, he's not always had joys with his strikers this season. A lot of them have went off the boil. Murray will come in, score a couple, and then fade away, and Stokes has been the same. So, yeah, I think Stokes yeah. has had some injury uh, problems as well, where he's been not in the squad as well. So And other off-the-field issues, which Lennon didn't well, go too much into. Yeah. That's what you get with Anthony Stokes. Um, Barker, whatever the game, I think, is improving as well. Mm-hmm. They've definitely a squad. Pace. Yeah, they've definitely got a squad that's capable of um, challenging for or or even getting second place. Um, they, they are a bit erratic, but Wednesday should be another game that they're up for. They usually are up for the big games, and there's not much bigger than when Rangers come to town. As far as the Hibs fans concerned. Yes, and especially Neil Lennon as well been there as as that as well. Mm-hmm. And the recent history between the two clubs with the Scottish yes. Cup final yeah. being rivals in the Championship. So. Yep. So, all adds up to a very tasty fit yeah. Um, yeah. Let's hope that's a draw. Aye, it's one of them you wish both could lose, but that can't happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless maybe they have another like, pitch invasion or something like that and they both get to those points. Um, <laughs> not at all. We would want a pitch invasion to happen, obviously. No. Uh, but yeah, um, we've got midweek card. We mentioned some of the games earlier. So Tuesday night, there is two games Hearts versus Dundee, uh, Ross County against Kilmarnock. And then Wednesday, there is Celtic Hamilton, the Hibs Rangers game, which you mentioned, which is on Sky. Uh, Party Thistle, Motherwell, and St. Johnson versus Aberdeen. So, like a lot of football people played this month. Yes, yeah, uh, I suppose a period. Um, there's some ge- teams that have got games next midweek as well. So, yeah, um, I think Tuesday, um, both uh, Ross County and Dundee will be looking for points to open up a week and put pressure on Thistle ahead of their game against Motherwell. And then the Wednesday games, a lot of focus will be on that battle for second or put the team that's putting the most pressure on Celtic. Because we're at St Johnson, which is tough, and then also Hibs and Rangers will be a crack, um, potential a cracking game. Yeah, I mean, if you say that we've got a tough run of games coming up, then Hibs have got a tough run as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, so. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, in terms of predictions, usually we give odds on the games that we can, but we can't because there's a midweek card. You need to wait and see what happens with that before McBookie can price up the games at the weekend. Um, so. We we'll still do our predictions, but we won't have odds at the moment for those games. Yeah, it's going to be difficult doing the predictions, not knowing what's going to happen on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But we'll give it a go. Aye. 
Um, so, on Saturday, there's five games. Uh, kicking off to start with on BT Sport. Aberdeen versus Hibs. Yeah, you, well, you know, we, we Aberdeen games, I like sitting in that fence. <laughs> I'm going to do it so again, 1 0. Piles at this time of year, uh, sitting <laughs> <in> the fences. It's <laughs> um, amazing, I think I probably predict about um, 10 wins and 20 draws, whereas you predict 38 wins. So. <laughs> I, I, I possibly, I think there was one time where we were doing the predictions and Craig had said, I mean, if, the, if your predictions were correct, then Aberdeen would be, would be top of the league and all that type of thing. Um, but I, I, a very tough game. Um, I, I might join you in the fence, actually. Um, <laughs> and go 1-0. Aye, we're com- commenting on the fence. Yes. Aye. We are indeed. Yeah. Uh, just try and get my... Wait for it, wait for it. It's not working. Oh, oh the battery gone out. Um, so, our games on Saturday, we've got. The... Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, I don't come on my tire that. I might just use that. I think we've maybe just use that every, every episode now. <laughs> Um, so I Dundee against Partick Thistle Dundee on pretty decent form uh, I know they obviously lost on Friday they played well enough uh, Thistle in yeah, terrible form mm-hmm. but, uh, I'll go first this time see there's only two of us I have to say I Dundee a wedge it um, I am going to go for one Melted in D. Um, I, th- I think it's two joints thinking alike with these predictions because I'm going to go the same one now, Dundee, which Partick fans will be pleased with because normally when I tip them, they beat the win. So, who knows? Right, so basically, what you're saying is get your money in Tassel this weekend, really, in a roundabout <laughs> way. I, th- I do think Dundee will win based on the current yeah. form, but yeah. who knows what way, uh, midweek might do. <laughs> Aye. Um, got Hamilton against Ross County. Hamilton's certainly in the better form of the two. They are, but I think um, Wednesday night will take a lot out of them. Ross County played the night before. Um, I think I'm going to go when we win this time. I'm going to go 2-1 at Ross County. Oh, right. Uh, I'm going to go Desmond. I'm going to 2-0. Kilmarnock um, against Motherwell. Kilmarnock obviously off the back. I could win at home. Motherwell struggling a wee bit recently. I'm just going to go for a draw again. Um Just one all though. This will be Motherwell's fourth away game in the bounce because they've also played Celtic, they've played Hearts, they're away to Thistle and they're away to Kilmarnock. Well, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Kilmarnock for a two in a row with a two nil. My two in a row at home. Um, mm-hmm. Last up on Saturday, Rangers face St Johnston. I can't see anything but a, a Rangers victory. Um, I'm going to go another 2 nothing. Another 2 nothing. Uh, I suppose a lot could depend what happens in Wendy's in terms of St. Johnson and whether they can get us out, which I obviously hope doesn't happen. I don't know, St. Johnson sometimes in these bigger games against bigger teams kind of do better. Because you know it'll probably just tough to break down um, if I, I'll go for probably I'll go for Rangers but I'll go 2-1 um, and then Sunday 
Another game on TV, Sky Sports. You've got Hearts versus Celtic. I think Celtic will win. And I will go for 3-1 to Celtic. Yeah, we've got a good record against Hearts. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic. 3-0 Celtic. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything out of that lot that we'll go for, unless we want it. That moment, I mean, Aberdeen's not allowed in the charity bit anyway. Yeah. Um, we don't know the odds as well, so. We'll yeah. The only thing that is, there's some other, pardon me, midweek games in the lower leagues. So we'll need to check and see what we can get. That's maybe got odds as well. It's preferable having odds, we could obviously add the odds mm-hmm. later on in the week. Yeah. I think most of the odds are up for the lower leagues, it's just the Premier that's not got the odds up. Um, yeah. I think one of mine I would go for is St Myrne at home and St Firm. I think the Firm are struggling. Um, St Myrne 17 to 20. Um, it could be a possible option. Do we like the idea of going for air at even money at East Fife? Or do we think that would be too difficult again? I think it's a difficult game. I think it's worth a shout. I think the odds are attractive enough. Mm-hmm. Especially that we've got a wee bit of leeway as well. We can go for something like that, I think, as well. Yeah. Aye. I am happy to go with that. Um, Unless there's any others that you can see that kind of stand out in the other leagues. I was thinking Matros again at 21 to 20. Aye, it did look quite decent. Aye. Yeah. Make that a treble. Oh, no, let me go for a wee cheeky treble, seeing as we've got, right. So if we have St Mirren, they are 17 to 20. And then we have Air Evans. Let's see. Try and think of our first goal, so a bit while my internet decides to come back to life. Who does the what team does the boy McGuigan play for? That's the top scorer in all the, the lower leagues. I want to say Sterling Albion because we had him early on in the season. Mm-hmm. At one point, um, I will confirm. Let's see. I've had two thunder ones now. Let's see mm-hmm. two. I do have a feeling that's Sterling Albion, but. Yeah, Paul Roman shows odds wise 21-20 There's also Lewis Vaughan Wraith Rovers at home Albion Rovers this weekend Has he been in scoring form recently? Or has he kind of got off the ball a bit? Or? I'm not sure but I think it's one worth potentially looking at um, The treble returns £75.85 <laughs> Which would be nice mm-hmm. We'll try to find out about McGuigan. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Stoyle Albion. I'm pretty sure it is. So. They are away to Arnon. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Do we stick with air? It's Dennis Muir. Stennis Muir he plays for Stenhouse Muir they're they're at Edinburgh City Mm -hmm. or are they? Uh, Stennis Muir are at Edinburgh yep yeah yeah are at Edinburgh City Uh, aye why not Mm -hmm. let's go yeah what will follow on Friday for that I think I I tweeted them early Saturday morning actually I remember I say early Saturday morning, it was like about just after midnight. Mm-hmm. I bet, oh, better tweet that. So. Aye, we got a wee double with that. I, that would be, you would think that would be about. Yeah. People coming in and then that first goal scorer then would be about £100 to the good. Yeah, and that would that would be a nice Christmas present, wouldn't it? All that money. Aye. For charity beating our total as well. Yes, it would be indeed. 
Um, so I think that probably covers the, the week in Scottish football. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else that you want to say. No, I think we've covered quite a bit again. And um, yeah, thanks for, for listening, everyone. Aye, no worries. <laughs> um, aye, we shall be back next week. Yeah, and concomitant with someone it. else. Aye, indeed so. Right, cheers, John. Right, cheers, John. Thanks. <laughs>